0: Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox.
1: Hey, everybody! Hey guys,
2: welcome to the show. This You're is listening to Paradox. Jimmy and I'm Paradox.
1: And I'm Jimmy.
2: How's everybody going today?
1: We're going good, Josh. How are you doing?
2: Oh man, if I.
1: We're just doing it. <laughs>
2: We're just doing it. Really?
1: That is sad. That is sad. What's sad is that's the second myth that we're dealing with today, not the first one.
2: Just doing it. Yeah. It is. Happy birthday to Lindsay Meek.
1: Lindsay Joe Meek.
2: Lindsay is my sister, Jimbo's baby daughter. Baby sister.
1: Baby sister. She lives
2: in Waco with her husband, and she, I don't think, listens to the show. So she won't receive this message.
1: They could be divorced by now because they don't listen to the show. For all we know. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. But happy birthday. Yes. If you do listen to the show and you have contact with her, then we would love for you to tell her that she she was mentioned. She missed her happy birthday message.
1: And tens and tens of people heard us mention her Mm -hmm. and um, and she wasn't listening. So
2: so tell her a happy birthday from the paradox if you see her soon. Yes. This, of course, is probably releasing (laughs) in early October, but... Oh, yeah, a little little late. But, yeah, September 20th, when we're recording today, is is her birthday, so go ahead and tell her. We
1: are doing another mythological show today. Yep, yep, yep. We've already looked at some of the biggest myths of parenting.
2: I went to Greece back in 2004, way back in the day.
1: Was that when you developed the bad acne, Hmm. when you were Hmm. Greece, Greece Latinin?
2: I went to Mount Olympus. Yes, you and, did. And speaking of mythological
1: things. And in I Thessaloniki, brought, you sat on the same toilet the Apostle Paul sat on.
2: That was not in Thessaloniki. That was in Philippi.
1: Same. It's the same place.
2: Well, no, Philippi is actually just a city in ruin, and they're ex- excavating Yeah, it's it. all the same. Th- Thessaloniki is actually a thriving it's biblical,
1: city. It's biblical. It's foreign. It, they're the same place.
2: But, you know, the um, earthquake that let out Paul... I went to that prison. Really? Yeah, and sat right on his toilet.
1: I know. Pretty cool. Some people, you know, this is where Jesus walked. Well, that was where Paul pooped. Yeah. Where Paul pooped, and, and you sat there. Heed a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
2: I went to Mount Olympus and bought Zeus and brought it back to my grandfather, my ninety-year-old grandfather, and he did not like the gift. Something about the greatest generation—they don't take any crap from the mythological creatures. They
1: don't. And if he doesn't like your gift, he'll just say, um, "Yeah, give that to someone else." <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even <laughs> pretend to be gracious, like, feign mm-hmm. a thank you. It's just, yeah, no, give that to somebody else.
2: One time I asked him, it was Mother's Day, and that if he got anything for his daughter, my mother, and he said, she's not my mom, was his response. <laughs> That's the poops. That's true. That is true. I was telling these stories for to one old man, I forget, in the elevator, I forget why we were talking about it, but he was like, that seems like a mean S.O.B., <laughs> this old man in the elevator, <laughs> he didn't, of course, use SOB,
1: but takes one, to know it's, one. Like, eh, eh, it's probably true. So the first marriage myth.
2: So yeah, the past two weeks we've been talking parenting myths.
1: Today is Today marriage myth. and myths. next week yep. we're
2: going to be doing marital myths and we're going to take two myths again each week.
1: The first myth is, drum roll please, da, 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 da. happy couples don't argue. Myth number one, happy couples don't argue. Anytime, as a therapist a couple will come in for whatever reason and is uh, like uh, like premarital and they say we've never had a fight well red flags go off all over the place
2: yeah those are those couples concern me much more oh, than people with that question
1: flip. and they think what they're, that's good we're telling we're telling you what great what a great couple we are and they're saying, no, no, you have more red flags than the Kremlin. Because
2: it doesn't allow for differences, mm-hmm. which they're there. They are there. They're there. Mm-hmm. They are there. But when we feel like we can't fight and we don't go there, or we feel like we can't argue, it doesn't allow for those differences. And so there's really no depth to the relationship with that point.
1: It's like in the old Westerns, where, you know, on TV, they ride into this town. was well, like when I was a gunfighter at Six Flags? When you were in, in, in the Texas section of Six Flags Over Texas, the West Texas production of The Gunfight Show. So in the Texas section, just like the set of an old movie western, the buildings aren't real. It's called a false front. You know, it, it, when you're riding down Main Street, you know, hustling the dogies, it looks like there's buildings. But when you pass through them, there's nothing there. It's just a fake front. Couples that don't argue are like an Old West movie set. They're a false front. Its appearances are deceiving. Because to your point, the differences are there.
2: Do you ever think you'd liken anything to your gunfighting days?
1: I have pulled more illustrations from my days gunfighting.
2: That Hamilton and James Stops.
1: If I could just wrap a gunfight show.
2: Hey, that's your next Broadway. Oh, yeah. Huh?
1: Oh, yeah. Instead of Hamilton, it's Jim Slade.
2: But... <laughs> Was that your name? Yeah. You were Jim Slade. Well, and
1: the dumb deputy, I was uh, U.S. Deputy Marshal Leon P. Jones.
2: Jim Slade. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sounds like some US other U.S. Marshal Trigger of name.
1: Mortis. <laughs> I and I run this town. I, Lang- I, I, Tree, got it, Texas. I got
2: it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got,
1: it, I got <laughs> it. The problem is couples who never fight are not being honest.
2: And if they never conflict, then they are never comfortable with conflict. Yeah. It just then folds, the issues then fold on itself.
1: Because one or both are simply appeasing for happiness. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have peace through appeasement just to give in, just to avoid the conflict. But appeasement is not happiness. You can't be a happy couple just by appeasing one or the other. And the other issue is, if you never argue, is one or both of the people in the couple are mentally handicapped. Because if you had all of your faculties, you would argue because you would have conflict. So what do you do if if we believe that or how do we blow a hole in this myth of happy couples don't argue. First, happy couples argue, but they argue within limits. So I'm not going to take every disagreement to, I want a divorce. Every time we have a disagreement, you don't love me. We don't take normal relational arguments and stretch them to impossible extremes. So we do argue, but we argue about the issue at hand. And we don't raise the stakes until it's just silly. Second thing quick that I've got, is happy couples can agree to disagree. Because sometimes couples are going to resolve conflict, and the resolution is we agree to disagree. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the last one is, is happy couples solve problems. They don't vent. They don't try to hurt. They don't lash out. They try to solve problems. But solving those problems And even arguments within limits, even if we come to disagree about something and we agree to disagree about something, all those things involve conflict and arguments. We just settle in those different areas.
2: I would say feel free to argue, but argue respectfully. And by respectfully, I mean each partner should be pursuing mutual understanding and mutual empathy. You have to be able to say, what I hear you saying, spouse, is this. And then your spouse has to say, yep, you hit it on the head. You heard me correctly. If they don't say that, then you have to go back to, all right, share with me one more time and let me see if I can understand.
1: Active listening. Speaker
2: listening technique. You have to seek mutual understanding it back what they're saying and make sure you got everything, but you also need to seek mutual empathy. Empathy is being able to not agree with what they're saying, but put yourself in their shoes, realize you married somebody with a brain, and go, man, huh, I don't see it that way, but if I were you, i totally get that.
1: Validation
2: mutual understanding, and mutual empathy. The second thing would be, ultimately, if we believe that happy couples don't argue, that almost sets happiness up as the goal. And that should never be our
1: goal. Love that. That's true.
2: Our goal is is holiness. And so we need to be set apart more like Christ tomorrow than we are today. And our spouses can go a long way in helping that by disagreeing with Mm -hmm. us because I'm not God. And I have stupid, don't tell Katie this, but I have stupid ideas. And so I need to be told that from time to time. And so actually disagreement can produce more holiness than happiness.
1: I need to reiterate one more time. When I said happy couples, they argue within limits. Happy couples argue, uh, agree to disagree and happy couples solve problems. I meant to say holy couples mm. because that would be nope, unbiblical you and you really made me look like a heathen. Of course. That's not hard to do. So that's my amendment.
2: Myth number two. Here it comes. Monogamous marital sex equals boring and passionless.
1: So I had this kid, and I don't know why it came up in session, but I mean, at the time, I was probably married, you know, 30 years or something like that. And when I made mention of that, he looked at me like I had two heads. He said, You have woken up in the same bed next to the same person for 30 years? Yeah. How do you do that? That sounds like the most boring, awful thing ever. Now, that, of course, would be taught to this child by the porn industry. This idea that You know, hey, you know, it's just it's just got to be this thing and everyone's sweating and there's a really bad funk band playing in the background. This idea. I don't know what kind of porn you've ever watched. Punk? Funk. Funk. As in 70s, funk.
2: Ah, like. uh... Waka waka wow wow.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm. That was my reference. I'm trying to Josh. think of some seventies fuck music and I can't come <laughs> you, up. You with didn't it. come up with "Wicka Wicka Wow Wow," <sighs> but that's where that idea, anyway, comes from. The problem is this idea that you know it's it's got to be you know just all these positions and this just you know slapping and that research begs to differ with this young man, probably in a host of ways, but in this specific because research after research shows the happiest. Not holiest, but the happiest, <laughs> most satisfied sexual relationships are long-term monogamous relationships. Uh,
2: give me the researcher.
1: Fred Morgenstern from Columbia Tech mm-hmm. School of the Arts.
2: I was going to bring out research, and you beat me to the punch, but at mm-hmm. least I know my researcher's You wrote name. it down? No, I know this guy, David oh, okay. Schnarsch. His <laughs> book up there is... <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Do you need a clinic? Snarsh.
2: His book, Passionate Marriage. Oh, yeah, that one. Yep. Good marital sex researcher. He termed the the he coined the term blessed few. His research suggests that the people having the best sex are individuals that have been married for 45 years or longer. They're the be- blessed few.
1: So since Beth and I are 39 years in December, Y'all are just it having... still sucks.
2: Okay. No, no, no. It takes like three to five. He also suggests it takes three to five years to stop having bad sex. So it's a work in progress to the point of just having okay sex. But to get to the nirvana sex, you got to make it 45 years. So y'all are not there yet. Not yet. We, though, have just stopped having bad sex. So oh, it's great. Very nice. Yeah, it's very exciting. But to your point, Schnarch supports it that monogamous long-term sex is the best sex. And the problem with believing that monogamous or marital sex is passionless and boring is that you start to look elsewhere. Absolutely. And that's that's bad.
1: And here's the thing. We know this from the Song of Solomon, that sexual intercourse within a, a marriage is not just to make babies. It's to be fun. It is to be enjoyable. It's it's not just procreation. So for for married couples and for Christian couples to understand that it's okay if both partners are really good and excited about whatever it is, you know what whatever type of it, just having fun with the sexual experience. What are you thinking about trapezes? <laughs> Seriously, that's where you went trapezes and. Purple feather boas.
2: Mm, I was thinking about a nice little, like, good game handshake or something at the end. No? So whatever. It's okay. And
1: and, and one of the things, and we talk about this. And, and the
2: Bible is not clear. The only thing they're clear on, or the Bible's clear on, because it wasn't meant to be the sexual guide, True. is that marriage is meant to be between married couple. Yeah, But absolutely. outside of that, being able to experiment and figure out what each other like, it's all fair game, if it's mutually respectable, yep. uh, you know, respecting. Absolutely. If it doesn't offend one of the parties, I mean, so we should be able to say to our wives, "Invited You a have
1: breasts like mounds of hay, and necks uh, you have a neck like a gazelle." We should be able to say that in the book *Fearless Parenting*. Again, one of the classic works uh, of Christian parenting written this side of the birth of Jesus. We talk about that in one of the chapters, just about how we have taught sex in, the, in, the, in Christian families for the last hundred years has failed because we've taught young men, we've taught especially girls, that it's a duty, it's something you're going to have to do. I understand you're really going to hate it, but you're going to have to go through with it. And the last thing is, is to be excited or passionate about anything. You just got to get through it and appease your man. For so many couples, that's their heritage, and so we buy this idea, fed to us by the porn industry, that that is what sex is. What you see in pornography, that's what sex is, and again, it is not.
2: Feel free to bring passion into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Feel free to experiment. Always communicating, but experiment. By the and way, try new. Hold, I'm going to uh, be nope, putting nope, nope, on nope.
1: Craigslist a trapeze. So if someone wants, so cheap.
2: feel free to experiment and talk through it and try new things, but make sure it's in a loving, respectable way.
1: It's cake versus icing. It's broccoli versus red velvet cake. Red velvet cake is fine, but if that's all you ever eat, it gets sickening. And your guy, and I can't even pronounce his name without sneezing, what sex is in the beginning is just this physical act, and it becomes three-dimensional after a while. It's so much more than simply sexual intercourse. How, how do you, after decades, you know, have the, the most satisfying sex life? Well, there comes a point in time where you desire oxytocin more than you desire dopamine. Dopamine is, is, the, is the pleasure drug that's released in our brains when we, when we have sex and we have sexual satisfaction. The deal is, is you can have dopamine through masturbation or, uh, you know, with uh, someone, you have know, a prostitute, something that you don't, you won't love at all. You can get a hit of dopamine, but you only get oxytocin, which is the bonding chemical released in the brain when you're having sexual release with your monogamous partner. So there comes a point in time where that the rush of that drug is more appealing than just the pop of dopamine from sexual release. And also, real quickly, passion becomes more about being passionate about intimacy with this person more than it is passion about how many positions of the Kama Sutra we worked through. Didn't you one time
2: say you're on page 117 on the Kama Sutra book? I think you said that no. in our sex episode.
1: No, but the record is 12. Mm.
2: In one. 12 positions? Yeah, in one.
1: Mm-hmm. In one what? In, um, uh, it took me a while to read those, so.
2: You hear, heard it here f- first, folks. Feel free to. Those things don't matter is what we're saying. Have lots of sex and experiment. So and they have fun even rewind that and share it again with your wives. Sex
1: comes with more baggage than a 747. However, it's to be fun. It's just to be fun. And as long as you're having fun, that's what passion is. As long as
2: both are having one having yes, fun and one not, not having fun yes, is not is great. not fun. If you want more information about this episode or previous episodes, paradoxpodcast.com, you can also find our socials there. We thank you guys for listening, and we would love it if you shared with your friends, shared with specifically my sister so that she would begin to listen.
1: And if anything Josh said offended you, make sure you email Josh at BR549, (laughs) which was the phone number. He just gave my
2: real email address, and we deleted it. And you freaked out. It's like, why don't you want to give out your, your email address? Because you can actually find it. If you know where you're looking, but I don't want everybody to just mindlessly know it.
1: Wow. Aren't you an elitist? So when I asked him to make up a fake email
2: address, he came up with that.
1: (laughs) I remember that from e-haw.
2: Y'all have a good day.
1: See ya.
0: Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show go to paradoxpodcast.com.